is up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the kingdom. As usual, my name is Drums, and as always, I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Jordan Headley. As we usually do about this time, we're going to send it all the way up north to D-Town, see what's going on with our boy, Reg. What's happening, big guy? Hey, fellas. Uh, still kind of recovering from uh, getting to watch Tiger on the weekend. Uh, haven't really settled down. I keep checking my phone to try to see what he's at, but the tournament's <laughs> over. Now, we don't get to see him for another three months, unfortunately. Uh, no, not much is up. Just uh, just waiting. It's fucking cold here right now. Like, really cold. Brutal. But what, a, okay. what a change of events from, like, a week ago, eh? And then it's supposed to be, like, plus three on Saturday, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying a new thing tonight with these uh, wireless headphones, so if I'm yelling, just uh, let me know. <laughs> so far, so good. But uh, we'll see what's going on out in Rossman at Casa de Jor. What's going on, big guy? Top of the evening to you, ladies, gentlemen. And that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. Things are good here at Rossman. The house is sure a lot quieter than it was two days ago. That was a record amount of people in this house. And it survived. So we had uh, we had one air mattress set up. Nobody slept on it. And <laughs> a ton of dog hair everywhere. So I'd say it was yeah, a holy shit. Yeah, that thing sheds. Um, but not much. I've just been uh, – I can't honestly can't believe it's Wednesday night already. And maybe I guess obviously the long weekend had a factor on that. But it's good to be back here. we got lots to talk about. I think everybody's been enjoying the full swing Netflix special, and we're going to be touching on episodes two and three tonight. So get ready for that. And, yeah, it was just – it was good to have people out here. It was uh, It was a nice change. How's things in uh, Brandon Drums in the third part three of the Bermuda Triangle of Manitoba? <laughs> like Reg said, it is flipping cold. Um, I don't know. I'm. I thought we were done with this shit, but apparently <laughs> not. We got a couple more weeks of it, but I don't know. Thankfully, we got uh, some golf on TV, golf on Netflix to get us through. Um, to reiterate your thoughts, it was an awesome weekend. It was uh, a good time to finally get out there. For, Two months behind it at least, but uh, it was good to get out there, have a few drinks, have a nice meal, a lot of laughs, a lot of uh, a lot of drinks. So we in, we indulged a bit. It was good though. Have you? Did we have any? Have you been on the YouTube learning how to put on snowshoes? <laughs> okay, that was not my fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> there was no it? instructions. Zero instructions. I just freestyled it, and I chose the wrong way. <laughs> so there was there was 10 of us out here for the weekend and one piper one dog what is this? what's pipes a uh, great pyrenees oh my god mix with a retriever mm, i don't think so i think she's a purebred mm. well we'll see anyways drum, you're right, uh, actually. reggie brought out 10 sets of snowshoes for everybody we took uh, a little jaunt through the trees into the forest onto the golf course had a beer on the course. Everybody laid in the snow. But Drums had a difficult start. He put his snowshoes on backwards right off the get-go and ate shit and took a little tumble. <laughs> it was actually like a somersault about 10 feet out of the yard. So it <laughs> – Well, like I, had to go, I had to go for the flip. 
Otherwise, I thought I was going to, like, break my leg or something. I don't know. Just I was wearing them backwards, so there was, like, a pointy end at the top, and, like, that caught. So it sent me ass over to the feet went through. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a gone show. Phenomenal. But that was <laughs> my only spill. Bad. Everybody else went down. Yeah, that's true. You pretty much picked the worst snowshoes to put on backwards, too, because they did have a, t- a point at the end. And I think the other ones were a little bit more rounded. You might have got away with it, but yours were just like a peak. So I think you hit the snow and went yeah. out over tea kettle. So, and I think they were about six sizes too small for me. Too. <laughs> I think you actually had the women's ones of those. Either that or children, but it was a shit show trying to put them on. I, we went. Two I might as well just wear my goddamn wear mighty this time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, let's. Let's get things going here with the show. We got some housekeeping. We got a ton of golf to talk about. Holy shit, was it a good weekend for golf? But before that, we got some people in the chat tonight. So, everybody, before we get going here, let us know either your favorite live, who your prediction for the your favorite live team, or <laughs> what episode you're on for the full swing. We're covering episodes two and three tonight. And while you're at it, Take two seconds, click the like button, and uh, like we said, we have no idea how much difference that makes in the grand scheme of things, but it's very easy to do. So let's get things going here. Drums, uh, we've, been um, making, we've been making this agenda here, and you guys have been kind of hanging me out to dry here with these um, code words or something. I have no idea what you guys are talking about here, but <laughs> the first one is Carl Malone. Okay, so uh, over the weekend, it was the NBA All-Star uh, weekend. Um, I don't know, like, do you guys remember kind of back in the day, the, the dunk competition, even the three point, it used to be like an event that everybody tuned into, even if it was just for that half hour or whatever. Um, that's kind of gone away. They've like, they bring guys specifically in to do it. Now the kid, like they brought some like random white guy off. Uh, maybe he was like LA's bench. I can't even remember. G League. I think it's G League he plays in. Like the guy that yeah. won? Yeah. So it's just like some random dude that comes in that's like sick at dunk. Is that the guy that did a seven twenty? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so he, he's like uh like he he posts his dunks all over TikTok all the time. Like he's like a viral dunker, apparently. That's what I heard. Okay, so two two things to that. Would you guys tune in if um the NHL did something similar? Uh like you remember last year how Zegers had that really sick um shootout move? where this year he wasn't in the all-star game so that he didn't attend where if they decided just to bring him or even that guy off uh, Instagram, uh, Pavel. Pavel Barber. Yeah. If guys like that came in to do stuff like that, I think, do you think that would bring more eyes or no? I'm having some, uh, like, I I don't know what goes on with this because I follow Pavel Barber and I follow this other, I can't think of his name, but he's like, he's basically the same as Pavel Barber. Um, they just do crazy shit on goalies and just make them look stupid all day. But like they're at every, every one of those events and they're on the ice skating around. So I, like, I don't know if it's something that we're missing as viewers. Like, I don't know if the people that are there for the weekend, is that, is that something that they get to go spectate and it's just not on TV for us? Just not main stage. Well, yeah, they must have like some kind of booth set up where he's dangling some like randoms off the street type thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Those guys are nuts. Yeah. I, I would probably tune um, into that. I think that'd be more interesting than what they got going now. And get some sure. goalies who actually <clears throat> try to stop the puck instead of just like 
laying there flopping around like dummies. I mean, I get it from the goalie's perspective, but at least if the goalies don't want to do that, then bring in some goalies who would be like pumped to be at the all-star game. Trying. Yep, yeah. exactly. Like make it a, make some kind of prize for them. Like if they were maybe not even AHL, but like East coast goalie. So mm. like they're, they're playing for something a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the NBA uh, all-star festivities, um, Carl Malone was kind of highlighted uh, in, in Portland? No, I forget where the hell it was, but wherever Carl Malone was uh, stationed is where they had it. So they brought him on board. But then that brought out the story of Carl Malone and how he's basically a piece of shit. How he was? You guys know that how he's basically a piece of shit. And then a story <laughs> started uh, recirculating that when he was 20, he knocked up a 12 year old. No. What? And like was just allowed to have the rest of his life and career. I did basically, not know that at all. Basically uh, said he wanted nothing to do with the kid. He thought like the girl was like trying to trap him. Like she uh, knew he was like on the come up. Um, but at the same time, she's 12, buddy. Is Carl yeah. Malone Bugsy Malone? No. Brother. I don't know if I know who Carl Malone is. The Utah. Utah. Oh, That's yeah. where it was. Sorry. It was black and out. Um, but yeah, like it, it's been, I like, I always knew that he had kind of like a checkered past, just like where he was brought up and how, like he, uh, when magic was out with, or came back into the league with AIDS at the time, like Carl Malone refused to step foot on the floor while he was out there. So like, there was always been controversies around him, but that one, I had never actually heard. It's crazy that that one's so, so, sick. so uh, like under wraps, like it's so is, that, is that news or just like they they, they nope. hashed it up? They hashed it up for 30, 35 years. That's so mad. <laughs> Cam says par for the course in Utah. <laughs> Very true. Well, drums are gonna in the chat last time. Pardon me. Weren't we talking about that happening in in uh, Utah last time? Not the same thing, but lots of crazy shit happens there. Yeah. Last last epi. Cam yeah, was saying his brother-in-law lived there. Right. Tiger Scores, yeah. Well, Drums, you're going to have to start adding a little bit more description here because if I knew we were going to start the show with uh, knocking up a 12-year-old, I might have bumped it back in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, when, I saw, when I saw that was up first, I was like, ooh, probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Reggie, like we are, what's like next? Like we always say, you guys keep tuning in. We'll keep putting these out. And uh, thanks for coming out. <laughs> This one could just be called episode 116, the Carl Malone episode, and then that's it. <laughs> Got five minutes of Carl uh, and we're out. Reggie, talk about the Cootie Twins. So the Cootie Twins, uh, sick story, actually. I, I didn't realize it till today even. Um, but I did notice that Monday Q tweeted that the guy made it through. So one of the brothers, they're twin brothers. They went whoa, whoa, to whoa. Uh, Is this the worm tracker? No. Okay. No, Monday Q. Do you have a weekly worm? I don't. He said that nobody really uh, placed that well last week, so there's nothing really to spotlight. He said there's uh, lots coming up this week, though, so we'll have something for next week. Sorry to cut you off. Um, No, that's okay. So Parker Cootie, and it's like it's Pierce and then Sun. I don't know if that's how they spell Pearson. I don't know. We'll have to listen how they say it on Golf Channel. It's like the word Pierce and then the word Sun. 
usually it's just like I don't know. It's a weird way to say it, anyways. Um, they're twin brothers. Uh, they went to University of Texas, like the Longhorns, and played collegiate golf there. Um, uh, Pearson is uh, he's a two-time winner on the Corn Ferry in the last couple of years, and he's qualified for this the Honda Classic through that by winning twice there. And uh, his brother Parker actually Monday queued on uh, on Monday, obviously, to get into this tournament. So they they told the story on uh, PGA.com today, um, basically about how they've always just kind of built off each other and whatever you can do, I can do better, like twins. But they actually do like absolutely everything together. So then they told a story in the uh, in the article that said when they were in, going to going to university in Texas, they wanted to have a relay. And they wanted to be the, like a four-on-four four relay at the end of it. And they both wanted to be the captains. And they'd both be the last guys to, to go. And it was just a back-and-forth 40-yard sprint. So they, you'd run and touch the wall and then run back and touch the other wall. And then that'd be the end of the, the relay. But they wanted to beat each other so bad that they ran to the one wall, touched it, and ran back. And they both ran full speed into the concrete wall. Oh and God. both... And both chipped the exact same, like they both broke the exact same bone in their elbow at the exact same time because they wanted to beat each other so bad. No. And they still, I guess they still argue who won the race because nobody really knows because they just went crashing into the wall. <laughs> so so it's like kind That's of fitting weird. that uh, he actually, there was a, a five for three playoff uh, to get in and he hit the flag stick on the first hole and had a kick in birdie. So he got in that way. Uh, and then, yeah, they're playing uh, one group away from each other, like one guy's in front of the other guy on the weekend. And apparently they're they're up. One was the, that Pearson was the top-ranked amateur at one time. So I guess I guess I got to start paying more attention to the up-and-comers, and we, we would know about the Cootie Twins. But I thought that was a hilarious story. And I guess they got just dialed in. Like, I guess, the again in the article the coach says that he called his wife and his wife said that it was god doing that because they had to work on their chipping and putting so that's all they'd be able to work on with their sore <laughs> elbows so i guess then they just got dialed in and they ended up winning like the national title with with the uh longhorn so i don't know it it was a pretty cool article you guys should check it out on uh, pgatour.com that is pretty sweet why do we need to you just told us the story no there's more to it too i, I don't need to tell the whole article word for word there's there's lots of cool uh facts there twins are weird eh <clears throat> yeah like the whole concept of being in the womb with somebody else at the same time lots of weirdness there <clears throat> imagine being triplets yet mm-hmm. red you want to keep that's going my worst here? nightmare what what the hell does tgl mean you're yeah that's is... that's tiger and rory's thing there okay uh the indoor so they actually broke ground the other what? day Wait, what does it like? What's the abbreviation? What does it stand for? I'm not a hundred percent. Tigers sure. golf league. That's what I thought. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> hey, you tell the story, Reggie. I'll look it up. No, it's just that that they broke ground, and I guess like they're planning on uh, running it next summer, and it's going to be on Mondays. And I'm having uh, like Break, like on the building or what? What's it going to be? Yeah, it's going to be like a. A forty thousand square foot building, like it's massive, and it's on a campus. I don't know. Like you guys will have to check out the story. I don't have a whole lot of info on it. I just saw the Tiger and Rory went there uh, on Monday to uh, break ground. 
and they're officially on. So yeah, like they'll build the. Uh, it'll be like their own like top golf type thing, um, where it'll be like a huge compound. There'll be different sections because I think it's going to be like they'll be doing different challenges and stuff. Uh, but it's going to be stationary, right? Like for like events, like it's all going to be hosted at the same spot. So um, they'll have like the TV cameras, all that shit, just set up too. And like they just come, it'll basically be like a TV set. Yeah. Golf. And they said that the one really cool perk about um, fans going to watch is that if you go watch in person, it doesn't matter how good of tickets you have, you still have to move from hole to hole to see the players play. But this way you'll be able to sit in the in the crowd and watch the entire thing instead of having to move around. I, I really don't know what to expect with it, man. I honestly have no yeah. clue. It's TGL stands for a new tech infused team golf league. Oh, team golf league. Mm, no. Oh, is that what it means? But it says a new yeah. tech. Inf- okay. Yeah. So team golf league. I gotcha. I thought they jumbled six words into a small. <laughs> no. So, okay. Team golf league. So I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be on Monday nights for two hours. So who's, Who's in it? Who's watching that? Like, is it to compete? I initially thought it was to compete with Liv, but it's not. No. Well, like, is Tiger playing in that every Monday night? No. In the grand scheme of things, it's part of their answer to compete with them. They probably just did it so Tiger doesn't have to walk anywhere. It's just all stationary. Very true. And he can do this. (laughs) He can do this till he he dies. For the next 10 years, yeah. Early predictions on it? I think it'll be lame. Yeah, I guess from what we know this far, I'd, I'd agree with you. But what could make it cool, though? That's what I want to know. Well, I don't even really know what the hell it is. It's a tech-infused team golf league. Well, what My the fuck does that mean? Is, Do you know? Tiger wouldn't, Tiger wouldn't put his name to it. Rory wouldn't put his name to it. All the richest people in the world, all the investors wouldn't put their name to it if they didn't think it was going to be sick. Like, obviously, they, they have a little more plan than what they're, or what they're telling us. A little more than what they're telling us. Like what it's going to be. I think it'll be pretty sick. Like with thought, yeah. like it'll be a sick viewing probably on TV because I, I don't know how it's all going to work. It might be all VR in person too. True. There's that. No, and there's nothing better than some uh, like prime time golf in the evening. Guys get me into simulators though. I don't know if that's like the coolest thing ever. No, I don't know. it just sure. seemed like uh it seemed like pretty suspect timing on everything. Almost just like it was rushed. They were just trying sure, to scramble to figure out a way to combat the live tour, and this is what they came out with. And I mean, that was about a year ago now, so I'm guessing they just kind of <laughs> came up with the team golf league, rolled the dice, Tiger and Rory, and took the next year to figure out what the hell they're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll would never shit on Tiger, I but I think there's more tech. I think there's more technology out there that we realize. And I think it's going to be more than just guys hitting into a virtual golf simulator. Like, Probably. I think it's going to be pretty simple. That's my early prediction. For sure. I'm back. I'm back. Well, you're, you're wrong in the live tour. So we'll see what happens with the TGL. Am I though? It's a fucking joke. Everything that's happening with the live tour right now. <laughs> like it's a joke. You're going to like have to start putting that on. You're going to have to start putting um, a disclaimer that these views do not represent King Golf on your Twitter. <laughs> you got going on, bashing live all the time. We'll get into that a little bit later on. 
But uh, we got some we got some F one going on this. <laughs> we got some F one going on this weekend. Where's the first stop? Aussie Land? No, no, no. I guess just just to piggyback off of um, off the Netflix golf doc is uh, F one is back on oh. Friday with season so four, season five. Season it's four. the series. I was gonna say. I thought. Uh, yeah. I thought. But F one is back on. this weekend too. Pardon me. Like the testing is back this weekend, I believe. Okay. Testing is yeah. So like the first look at the cars, I don't know if you start following them like on uh, on social media and stuff. Like they've already released like the the pictures of all the Some all the new cars and stuff. They look pretty good. Oh. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know shit other about cars other than they look decent. I don't know <laughs> yeah. even if they look that much different than previous years, but um, I guess we'll see. You're a car guy. You had a Mustang. Oh yeah. I don't even know if we should call it a Mustang. Rustang. Rustang. That thing, uh, that thing lasted for a long time. Yeah, it did. Put on my, some cousin, my cousin drove it forever after. Uh, I don't even know I if we can it. call it a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Much longer than any vehicles that I claim to be mine. But breaking news, we got Chez in the chat here saying, Paige Spiernak will host the TGL. So that will make it interesting. I'm in agreement with that. I'm... Uh, Hopefully he's on a trampoline. <laughs> Ooh. The Headley Fine Wines Estate Cabs Shiraz. Pretty damn good. Nice work, Tron. Reggie, you just missed some gold from drums there. He said, hope she's on a trampoline. <laughs> so, Trev said uh, the first race is in Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. Next weekend, so the PG or the Netflix um, series is coming out this weekend. Yeah, on Friday, I believe. Okay, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, Ches is in agreement with that. And the last bit of housekeeping before we get into the golf stuff, wanted to give a shout out to the Mun Group who uh, who dared to put their logo next to the King Crown on some quarter zips, and so we just wanted to give a shout out to them. Uh, say how much we appreciate it. They got a couple of them, and we also wanted to an ex, uh, we wanted to extend an offer to listeners of the podcast. We do this once in a while for um, the people who listen to the show either live or recorded after. So if you have a business or a company and you'd like some gear with the King logo and your own logo on it, um, we're going to be doing free embroidery for listeners of the podcast. So you just have to buy the quarter zips. You can get as many as you want. We'll embroider your logo on them for free. No brainer. And the best part is that uh, Reggie's going to sign all of them. No, that's not the best part, actually. Um, the best part is that you can write it off as a business expense. So There you go. <laughs> so I, I could sign them if, if you, you want. But I, the I inside. <laughs> the tag just right, right across the back <laughs> hey speaking of that have you talked to Cockrell about the status of the Shane's head covers hey, yeah, I did where are they at I don't know where they're at right now thanks for putting me on the spot on here I really don't know <laughs> I'd have to check my text but check <laughs> Chess says sick deal for the uh, quarter zips there. So I think it'll be pretty good. I don't know. Uh, 
there's no discount code or anything if you want to take advantage of that if you're uh whether you own the company or you're an employee i think it'll be um, a good thing to maybe pass along to the boss or whatever it is but no discount code all you got to do is reach out to us i know uh, at this point you know where to find us so that's that let's get to some golf stuff before we get uh before we get heated up with the live tour let's get heated up with uh mike pernowski also known as bernard langer bernie won his 45th champions tour event on the weekend tied hale Irwin's record with some controversy 45th. with his putter oh that, i thought that's what we were talking about yeah sort of like. uh i just wanted to give him a shout out for for getting 45 wins on the on the champions tour it's incredible it seems like he could probably putt with his big toe and still went out there. So what's your thoughts on the putter? Reggie? I'm impartial to it. How come? I don't know. What do, what are you supposed Just to because do? of it being the champions tour? Like if it was on tour, would you have more of a concern? Would they let it happen? Well, I mean like as far as, same as, rule. as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, if the tour's not shutting it down, then he's not doing anything wrong. They they see him putt every single hole. They see everything. Right. It's not like he's he's like cheat. Like obviously, they could see what he's doing. If that's against the rules, then they would stop it. But it's within the rules, obviously, because they're not banning him from putting like that. So obviously, he's going to keep doing it. He's not going to say, "Oh, hey, you know what, you guys? I think that what I'm doing here might be incorrect against the rules. I'm winning like crazy, but." I'm just going to change out my putter and then I'm I'm just done putting like this because I think I might be doing it wrong. Like if they had balls, they wouldn't post online. They would just tell him he can't use it anymore. I don't know, but the same the same breath were uh were pretty quick to shit on Patrick Reed every time he breathes, but he's never like gotten an infraction or a penalty for some of the shit that has gone on. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair comment. I I don't know. I just that, that's a perfect example of, um, you know, oh, is my internet out here? No. Like it? Oh, yeah, that, that's a perfect example of, uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean, Drums, because if uh, if it was anybody else on other than a 45-time winner on the Champions Tour, it's like uh, Sidney Crosby getting a call or McDavid getting a call versus um, Brennan Lemieux. And what it would do to the league and what it would do to all that kind of stuff. It's just politics, I think. Well, it's, and it's just accepted, too. Like, they're going to get away with some shit. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't and basket, basketball is a crazy example, too. Because, like, do you remember growing up and what traveling was? Yeah. Like, and then you watch, watch the NBA. basketball game. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I think that uh, I'm... I don't know. I, I don't think that that should be allowed. I think that putting is one of the, the hardest parts of the game of golf. And if you can anchor something to your body so that nothing moves other than, you know, you take your wrist right out of it. I don't think that that's legal. And I don't write the rules of golf by any means. So what, about the, what about the guys that have it on the inside of their arm? Yeah, that's what I always never understood. Like, what really is the difference? Because there's lots of guys that putt like that. Like on the side? Because you're still anchoring like, it to that arm. Yeah, it's against your arm. 
I think they should just ban anchoring period. Or I think they need to ban anchoring period or let it go. Do whatever you want. Well, I think I thought it is, isn't it? What? It's banned. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the long putters, period. Like even on the side oh, gotcha. or anything, anything that's anchored to your body should be banned. Yeah. I think it's a gray area and he's taking advantage of it. I don't know if that's cheating or not. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. I don't know. I, I don't think you can fault him for it. I think if you're going to fault anybody, you could fault the tour for letting him do it. Well, I don't know. Like there's some stupid rules in golf. I think that's a legitimate rule that nobody should be able to anchor their putter to their body, regardless of how they're doing it. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, Putting and like you... people have lost major championships because some fucking schmo on his couch called in and said that ball moved. Correct. Like, that's what I mean. You're they're definitely getting calls. I don't even care if it is the champions tour. Like they're they're notified of this mm-hmm. injury. Whoa. Okay, let's move on. That's enough. Uh enough champion tours talk shout out to shout out to bernie for getting the uh for time for the wins record yeah yes i i like bernie too so i have a hard time yeah. shitting on it i just don't like the whole putter the long putter thing but i don't write the rules remember when he was absolutely just killing it in majors too the old fella always remember when i bet on him i think that was during the podcast yeah. when I bet on him. and that was like right before he went like he was on like a oh. heater for the old boys. <laughs> He's gone cold since. Way to go. Sorry, Burn. So, Tiger returned. I honestly think that we could probably spend the entire episode talking about Tiger's performance. But before we dive into it, what would you guys rank it out of 10 in terms of his first time playing on the PGA Tour since, what, 2020? Yeah. What are we out of 10? Out of 10. And people in the chat, if you want to join in, rank Tiger's performance out of 10. Seven. How come? I'm like, um, so I, I didn't get to watch as much as, as you guys did. Like I uh, watched a bit of Friday's round and then uh, for the most part, watched Saturday with you guys. Um, but, like he he hit great shots. I missed Thursday where he played probably the best round, right? Um, Saturday was, I think, wasn't it? Saturday? Yeah. Uh, but putting. And, like, we've never seen Tiger have those kind of issues with putting. But that's going to speak to not playing in a year, right? Or sparsely. Um, you can do so much practicing for putting, I guess, but in pressure moments again. Um, and if you're just not in those, you haven't been in them for for a period of time. Those are going to get even Tiger Woods. Um, but at the same time, that might just speak of the focus he put on his swing, his his, his leg, his back, everything mm-hmm. uh, to get back to this point. So maybe that putting is going to come because I mean, it's not like he. I I don't I can't believe that Tiger Woods is going to lose his putting touch. He's going to what? He would lose his putting touch. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's what it was either. Those um, greens are tough, dude. Yeah, it sounds it. It Very sounded true. to me like Tiger. Well, Tiger's never won there before at Riviera, and it seems like his stroke didn't really seem off. He just seemed really un. Or not that there was pressure, but it, he just seemed really uncomfortable on those greens. It, 
I'm guessing that's 25 years of experience there and some struggles along the way and bad thoughts and uh, putting's all confidence, I think. So, Reggie, what would you rate him? I'm going to say nine and a half. Ooh. Uh, I watched lots of Thursday and lots of Friday. Lots. Um, <laughs> Friday, the front nine, I guess his back, like it was the back nine, but his front nine. Honestly, could have been five or six under on the nine if he could putt. It was the most yeah. disgusting ball striking nine holes I've seen him play in probably, I, I don't know how long, man. He started off, he he striped one down 10, chucked a dart to five feet, missed the putt. It might even be inside five feet. 11, misses another he, he hit a driver, a three-wood. It wasn't really reachable that day. He got a three-wood right up by the green, chased him up to five feet, four feet, missed it. It was kind of like, oh, shit. And then uh, he missed – he three-putted one hole. And then, like, even the one par five, man, he – actually, it was before that he chucked a dart on 16. Yeah, 16. And uh, it was, like, to two inches. I mean, you guys saw that shot all over the all over the internet. And then the next time you made he, that one, he hit the fairway bunker. Jory, you're right. Yeah. You were watching along as well. And, and 17, he hit the fairway bunker. So he, he had to lay up to 180 yards and then he put a seven iron to like a foot and a half and made birdie there as well. Uh, it was, it was just a clinic, a uh, ball striking clinic. It was crazy to see actually. I, he was hitting like definitely the closest shots out of anyone in the field. It was just, uh, and then the kind of just the wheels kind of came off the last three holes there, and he was in danger of missing the cut. But yeah. overall, I mean, who expects him to make the cut? I mean, I I got him at plus two ten to make the cut. I mean, it's Tiger Woods, and he's paying plus two ten to make the cut. Like, even I feel like even when Tiger's like in the, it would have been a couple years ago, but he was just kind of getting back into the tournaments. Like he was had some time off. And then he'd come back to play the Masters. And I remember they were still giving him odds of like in the top 10, even though he hadn't played in like a year, <laughs> like to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. So to, to have those kind of odds to to make the cut, even it just shows you, you know, how long it's been since he's been real competitive in golf. But And how yeah. crazy it is that he did what he did. Like, I mean, the guy, I mean, let's be serious here. He hasn't played like, like you said, it's almost been three years since he teed it up in just a regular PGA event. Three years. It's a long I mean, time. These guys, these guys are practicing for for seven and hours a day, and the they're meantime. playing every weekend. And he almost died, and he hasn't played, and he's. Hey, was Riv not the course he was coming home from when he crashed? Uh, no, he's doing a shoot. Yeah, I thought it was in Florida for, uh, for like golf TV. No, I think it, yeah, but I think it was. It was in California. It might have been a rib. It might have been filmed at Riv. Like, yeah. uh, Yeah. What, uh, what was your ranking, Jor? Yeah, I mean, mine would be pretty close to Reggie's. I was blown away by what he was able to do out there. I would say probably a nine. I would have liked to see him just make a few more putts. I think if he would have made a couple more putts, it would have bumped up to a 9.5 to a 10. But, when I was thinking when I was watching it on Sunday and as Tiger was kind of uh, finishing up 
and the leaders were coming home. You had John Rom, you had Max Homa, you had all these big guys who are at the peak of their game, who who play every day, they're competing every week. And after four rounds, Tiger, even though it seems like Tiger's only like minus two and they're like minus 14, it seems like a huge stretch. But that's over four rounds. So realistically, like those guys only got him by two or three strokes per round. Three or four strokes, I guess. And that just goes to show how not too far behind he is in compared to the best in the world. And he and he beat a lot of guys who, who play every week. And I don't know. I, I would have liked to see him make a few more putts for sure. But it was very um, hopeful to see him reading putts, getting down to reading putts again, and 180 ball speed, hitting it past JT, and Rory driving it past those guys. What was happening? Was that real? Like on Thursday, he must have been amped up on adrenaline for getting to play again or something because he wasn't hitting that far later on in the week. Like those first two days, man, he was absolutely pounding that little piss cutter. Like it was so sick to watch. Holy seven and a half degree driver just Little piss cutters down the fairway. Just sick. How about uh, how about this stat? If Tiger Woods only played 1999 and 2000 and nothing else, he would have 17 wins and four majors. More than Spieth, that's isn't better, it? That's a better career than Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. So crazy. That's nuts. That is nuts, actually. But that's just, yeah, he's unhuman. How utterly disappointed in Tiger and ashamed of Tiger and hurt by Tiger's actions were you with the tampon exchange uh, JT after I'll drive you? I thought it was maybe one of the most disturbing things that I've seen for a long time. Yeah, um, he, sh- he should be kicked off the tour, Doug. Doing something that, yeah, like... At least a suspension of some sort. <laughs> Give him a suspension until he's ready to come back. Yeah, that's, that's a good should plan. <laughs> they should ask Very him to plan, plan. coming back and then suspending him until so, until that's done. <laughs> <laughs> People are wild. People are Honestly, so crazy. If they if the PGA if the PGA suspended Tiger was over that, I would be zero percent surprised. Absolutely nothing at this point in the world would surprise me. And that would be up there with the most shocking things. But, I mean, to see Tiger do that, it surprised me a little bit. Because he knew damn well that the guy always has 50 cameras around him at all times. He knew that he was going to get caught doing that. Still did it. And he managed to escape day one of doing that. Nobody asked him about the presser. (laughs) And then the second day, he was obviously well prepared for the answer. I honestly can't believe nobody asked him about it in the first uh, after the first, first round. Yeah, what a why so it's, good. Just, so it's good. embarrassing. That's uh, I'm. I get why he did make comments on it afterwards. At the yeah. same time, I wish. Yeah, I know. I just wish he would have told him to fuck off. Nah, but he he wouldn't do that. He he would have had his press team pre- prepare a statement for him probably before sure. he even did it. For sure. Oh, yeah, no like he he did. Did. There's yeah, there's no way he didn't know this was coming. 
No. I went to Walmart and bought a box on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Shez just said how many how many are gonna be carrying Tampax? Yeah, hey, I bought a box. Yeah, it's exactly. my new stealth from Chez. I guarantee you now, all the boys who go to Walmart or a Canadian Tire before a stag to buy golf balls, like a 30-pack of golf balls for the trip, they're picking Tampax. up a pack of Tampax, without a doubt. Absolutely. Like, he should get Tampax as a sponsor now. That'd be hilarious. That would be amazing, actually. Well, they, they tweeted, like, jokingly about it, too. Like, everybody, sh- just fucking grow up, lighten up. Yeah, I'm so sick. We're in World War Three. We got fucking bigger fish to fry than <laughs> fucking tampons. Hey, uh, on the Genesis topic, uh, did you guys see Kyle Porter's tweet about rum? In the first 60 days of 2023, his top seven in all five starts, three wins. He's 93 under in 20 rounds. His 67.1 scoring average. He's beat or tied 601 players, 98.8 of them, 98.8% of players that he's played against he's beat in 2023. He's lost to eight players only, and he's won $9 million. Like, he is His on worst score was 74. Right now. He's doing all-time shit right now. Like, they're going to be talking about this run 20 years from now. Do you think? It's insane what he's doing right now. And it's getting overlooked still somehow. Like, I, I don't know. Why is that, though? He's I think because it's like one. a carryover of two seasons. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know why it's, it is overlooked. Like, I think it's Scotty crazy. Scheffler got more hype for he the did. run yes. he went on last year. Um, and, like, rightfully so. Like, that was a phenomenal yeah. run. Was, like, his first, his first win, win right? off on tour. And then just kicked everything off. But yeah, this is absolutely nuts from Rombo. Um, and like, there's nothing about him that seems like it's slowing down. No, I don't think he's going to slow down. If anything, I think he's only no. going to get bad. Did you see him in, uh, him in, was he giving Tiger tips? Rombo? Yeah. Um, quickly back to Chaz's comment about the Cheddar Made Boys. Did you guys see, uh, DJ, well, I guess it sounds like all the Live Boys are kind of having their own branding now, because uh, DJ parted ways with Adidas. Finally, I, I actually was just watching um, the Netflix special the other day, and I was just I I was thinking like, man, the Adidas stuff is actually kind of nice. Like it looks good on DJ, and then yeah. the first time I ever thought that Adidas stuff looked good, and then he, a day later they announced their parting ways with them. I think it might look good, but it's not good. Adidas stuff sucks shit. I've never had a really? piece of Adidas clothing that I liked. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's a soccer brand, right? It's all silk shit. All day I dream about sports. Soccer. Or sex. Soccer? Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just drops one in there. <laughs> Okay, we got some uh, stuff going on in the chat. I can't keep up, but let's keep things going here. Trev, Trev said, why would Adidas keep them though? Nobody watches Live. Love that comment. Thanks, Trev. Here we go. Yeah, we've been not paying attention to the chat too, a whole lot here. we got to get into the fighting about Live. Well, yeah, we got the Live Tour firing up this weekend, an event in Mexico. It's uh, um, Reggie, you replied to a tweet today from the King Golf account. 
to Alan Shipnick about the guys wearing matching shirts. Mm-hmm. I feel like any team uh, sport has matching uniforms. And every bachelor party we go on, we also have matching uniforms. When did it become uncool? Just matching everything. Absolutely everything. Well, yeah, we usually do that in team sports, no? I don't know. I'm tired of this fucking live. You got got different socks than the guy that plays on your hockey team? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, let's talk about this. So we're, we're going to pick a prediction as much as Reggie doesn't want to do it. We're going to be picking winners for the Live Tour champions. They got their first event this week. Uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter who dislike Live. There's a few people who like Live. Uh, Drums and I are kind of on the fence, I would say. Reggie is at the opposite end of the spectrum as far as you could go, hating the Live Tour. But he's still going to make a prediction for them tonight. What, who do you pick, Reggie? I really don't know. drums who are you picking uh so is this for like team win or individual win no this is for who takes home the championship at the end of the year oh like i gotcha 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 okay so my pick was uh the rippers the rippers the rippers uh they've got the best name in my opinion yeah uh and then we got cam smith who is probably still top three in the world uh, Mark Leishman, Matt Jones, Jed Morgan. I know two of those names. Don't know the other two, but I'm hitching my wagon to Cam Smith. Probably not a bad pick. Reggie, I agree. Rippers is the best name for sure. Reggie, you want to take a pick or are you passing? I, I honestly, <clears throat> this is truthful. I, I really don't know any of the teams. I know you sent the link to say pick a team, but I, I I don't like any of those guys. I guess. Okay, like, Reg like gets a, the cliques. I'm like a who's on the cliques? Uh, Martin Keimer. No. Is the captain? Burned. 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 Burned Weisberger. So we got a bunch of Germans. Uh, Graham McDowell and uh, Dickie Bland. Sounds like two Irish guys too. Two Irish guys and two Germans. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll Reggie gets the I'll field. Take, I'm, I'm the with Tesco. I'm going, what's that? Oh, never mind. I'm taking the range goats here. I actually really like the name. I love Bubba. Always <laughs> have. Always will. And uh, they got your guy, Taylor Gooch, Reggie. The spot between the... The Gooch! <laughs> the nuts in the ass. <laughs> and I actually love Harold Varner, too. I wish he never would have left the tour, to be honest with you. Me, too. Yeah. And uh, that's actually the, probably the most stacked team in my opinion. I think so too. And uh, the new guy on the block, Thomas Peters, number 34 in the world. I wonder why he didn't get uh, an invite now. Mm-hmm. Probably heard the rumbling, must have been in the works for a while. Yeah, I just don't know how. And this weekend speaks even more volume to how. You can want guys to – how you guys are supporting the tour and want wanting guys to go to it. When I've never, ever product, said that. No, but just, like, you guys actually give a shit about it. Like, the, the product on the PGA on the weekend is the best it's – the last two weekends, actually, is the best it's probably ever been. Right. Ever. Right. 
what surrounding that makes it different than any other Genesis other than Tiger playing? Just those players. Right. Elevated events. Those didn't exist. I don't know if it's elevated events. All those guys played that anyways. That might have been the case for the waste management, why there's more players there. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just not even comparable to me. Like this, the live almost seems laughable with all these shitty names, all the shitty advertising they're doing. Like It is. It's just, it's, like that's it's that's part of the joke to me too is like being on the contrary to everybody's pissing and moaning nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like it exists. I don't know. You, like at some point you're gonna people are gonna have to get over it. Support it or don't. I don't know. Or just or, ig- or just ignore it. But I seem to have to talk about it every Wednesday on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Usually when I. Usually when I don't like something, I ignore it, and I can't seem to do that with this. Cause I have to talk whatever we got. But you guys know my opinion on it. So I don't have a pick. I I could give two shits. I hope they all lose somehow. Yeah, um, I I just I don't fun. understand like the pure utter hatred for these it's people. Just I just don't get that. I and it's know. not not what's it ruined? Yeah. What yeah. has it ruined? What? It's just, they're, I don't know. I'm just so tired of it. What did it ruin? One thing. PGA, like, it's not ruined the PGA, but if they keep going... You just told me it's the best event they've ever had. These guys, it is. But if these guys, if they keep giving guys $100 million to go play on their tour, then guys are going to keep going. It's reality. I mean, you can only stay loyal for so long getting offered $100 million. True. So it's going to destroy what we had on the weekend is what I'm saying eventually but if everybody's at the same spot like what's going to be different what do you mean like if the pga tour continues like oh, a yeah. downward spiral and then oh, all mean, of a sudden tiger was, if tiger was joins the majestics and gets to play in a, a team I don't know, it's just the biggest like you you you, you do know this motherfucker is going to die one day i'm saying what golf's going to have to continue if, on what if rom left what if spieth what if all those guys scheffler morikawa what if they all just left to the live and play on these bullshit teams. There's no maybe they would just get along. Serious and golf tournaments ever again. Out. Right. There's no serious golf tournaments ever again. You what don't think like this? they would make adjustments? I don't think so. But whatever. Yeah. No. I. I. I again. I always argue to argue, and it's fun to an extent. But uh, yeah. The. This is going to tie into it again because we, we're going to talk about the Netflix special and the, the second and the third episodes were about Brooks Kepka and Ian Poulter were the two stars of that show, two guys who have joined the Live Tour recently. And I don't know, where do you guys want to start with this? Because it seemed like uh, the Brooks one was, we talked about it last week, that they pushed it to number two in the series because it was a little too depressing. I didn't find it that depressing. Did you no, guys? No. I mean, he's motherfuckers going through everything right now. Like you can just see, like throughout the episode, he was up, down, yeah, fucking spinning like a top. Like he didn't know up from down. Um, and so, like, I I can appreciate um, that about Brooks. Like, I I never, I was never like a Brooks fan. Um, something about him always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I don't think this changed my opinion of him. I don't think it worsened my opinion of him either. Um, there's, I think 
there was like two or three times where you actually like saw who Brooks is and not who Brooks wants you to see. Um, like there's the part where he's talking with his mom where he's like, I really don't know if I can fucking compete with these guys. Like I can't even, I can't even listen to my wife speak and all I'm thinking about is my golf shot. And then like, I'm thinking about what Scotty Scheffler's thinking about and just knowing that that kid's just thinking about absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like just the, the range of emotions and all the mental shit that's going on with him. Um, I, I do feel bad. I guess not I'm bad, but not sorry that he's going through like this mental breakdown for himself. And he was, you know, Brooks was the, was the guy, like he was the guy for a while on the tour where it seemed like nobody could beat him in, in majors. And I, I lost a lot of respect for him for the way he talked down about golf as a sport and how it's uh, too easy for him. And he, I think he even made mention that in the show too, that golf isn't a real sport or, or something along those lines. Yeah. It was and when he was at the, at the, uh, at Phoenix, he was like, this is like a real sport. Yes. You get all the crowd and everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough and probably getting into, well, we'll have to tie this into the the live tour again, obviously because Brooks and, and uh, Poltz both decided to go there. And, you know, for, from my perspective here, guys like Kepka probably, you know, fit perfectly into the, the live mold. Not that that's what they're going to be in the future, but that's kind of what they created was, uh, and a tour that I think would go perfectly for a guy like Brooks Kepka, And he had been struggling on the PGA. And, you know, I'm going to, and then we get into Poulter who is at the end of his career. He's fighting to make cuts. Um, he has his 18 or seven year old, 17 year old kid who's pursuing golf and he wants to be around more. Like, I don't know how you could fault guys for wanting to go to a tour. Like DJ said, where you, you know, if somebody said you get to go to your job and, and work less hours, get paid more, anybody who doesn't take that offer, I don't know. I think you worded it wrong to say something's wrong with them. Because I, I feel like guys like DJ, on the other hand, should have stayed on the PGA Tour because of the legacy that he could have created for himself. Whereas Poltz, I think he went as far as he could on the PGA and he took it as far as he could go. And why not go try something new? Things aren't working there. <laughs> and that's just like my, you know, a guy like Cam Smith, I'm not sure should be playing around in the live tour. I think he should be in the PGA um, just because it still is a premier tour and he has the ability to, you know, make a real difference on the PGA tour. But it's, that's why I have a hard time putting the live versus the PGA. I think it's all dependent on player by player. Right, I guess that was always my more um, my thing. I guess not against live, but it was more like, why do these people going and doing that drive you fucking crazy? Yeah. Never mind, like the the league existing. Like, if it was a hundred Chase Kepkas there, again, you wouldn't care any more about the league. But just because it's these not, bigger it's names, not the guy is it's not the guys going that pisses me off at all. I could give two shits. Of course, Poulter. No, I and I'm not. I'm not saying you specifically. Dollar on the PGA. I'm pissed off. What he just made a hundred million dollars. He'll never make a hundred million dollars on the PGA. I don't. I would go a thousand times over if I was if I was him. I would if I was any player. I'm not. 
I've yeah. never said I wouldn't go. But I'm saying you've I'm never said that before that, on here, Edgy. That's how I feel about it. I'm pissed off at the whole where the money's coming from and how much they're throwing at players. Of course they're gonna of course lots of the guys are gonna say yes. It's hundreds of millions of dollars that you're just paying these guys just to basically lose their reputation for the rest of their life, but they get this money. Because they are, if they're going to this tour. And it, unfor- unfortunately, it's the way it is. They are. That's just the way it is. Not just right, to but, me, but to the whole golf world, they're, they're toast. They're written off. But they're not. Except for, I'm saying in terms of like the pure golf and everything that's going to go along, they're written off. I would say they are. This is never going to become a league that's respected by people in the world. It's the but, outsider but league you, that's paying guys can. hundreds of million dollars to fuck around. You can't say right, that. But, you have no idea but, what's what's going to come in two or three years from now. You have no idea. And you also, mean, like, if there was a PGA Hall of Fame, DJ's not in it? He's probably not anymore, honestly. He should be. I don't think so. Bill's not in it? I don't think he, he should be either. million percent honestly. should be. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. And that's just the part of it that drives me fucking crazy. Like, the, these... To skip to the to the Pulse one, like yeah, everything about the uh, anything that had to do with Lib was so just negative, um, and like they showcased like the difference between the PGA guys and the guys who went to Lib as these greedy, money hungry people. Like Brooks is lounging in this sick ass pool uh, with the supermodel wife, uh, where Scotty's back home reading his Bible uh, and going for coffee with his wife, like. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's there's just parts of it that just hurts me yes, yeah, and drives me nuts. But there could be such a an actual, like, really good story there if they would just let it fucking happen and not dictate the narrative. I, I honestly thought, and I, me and East were talking about. I mean, I've hated Poulter my whole life. I've hated everything he's ever done. And I actually watched that Netflix documentary and actually kind of liked him. Poulter? Yeah. 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 I did. Um, I did. I, I I I used to be a big Pulse fan. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I guess kind of like when he was relevant. Um, and then yeah, some of his antics kind of bugged me too. And I kind of got back to leaning more towards liking him. Parts of me did I like think him the, in some of that, but I think the admission that he was he plays a character made me like him a lot better. Like he knows he plays and comes off this persona of like a kind of a cocky asshole, but he feeds that. Mm-hmm. How does blow up in the locker room? So fake. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so. he was uh, he was mad. He was mad. I don't think so either. He, I think as soon as the camera came in, he stopped what he was doing and got super awkward. No, he looked at the camera. I I think if you rewind the tape, it's sketchy. I've watched it a thousand times. I was, I was loving it. This takes me back to uh, our childhood, Reggie. Dad breaking up fights here for us. <laughs> Dad had to slam on the brakes uh, a lot of times in the old Dodge Caravan and pull over and give his spank on the ass. Okay. So what well, else? Do we have? I, I have, sorry, I got to go back to the Trevor's comment too. Like, Our politicians aren't held up to the same standard that these fucking golfers are. Like, It's just... Like, why golfers? That's what my big question was. Like, I don't understand that part of it. Sorry. But I also think it's only in our world because we follow golf. If you're somebody who didn't 
follow golf or give a shit about it, you probably never seen anything about Liv or PJ. But, but you watch the show and you know they're scumbags from the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I, that's I what re- that really bothered me about episode three about Poulter is that that's when they started talking about the live tour and it was so blatantly biased against the live tour. It was disgusting. And to have a guy like Brandlesham Lee on there, I almost puked hearing him talk about like how uh, Poltz is, is not going to be able to be the Ryder cup captain anymore. His reputation is going to be tarnished as a player. The sponsors are going to never look at him again. Do you think Poltz gives a shit if he's going to be a captain of a Ryder Cup? No. He talks yeah, he about it like seven times on there. But does he, though? I mean, he he's just kind of like saying, yeah, of it's, it's kind of shitty. Like, yeah, like, but that doesn't know what you want to do for your family, like he said. Right. And he's he's made his mark in the Ryder Cup as a player. You can never outdo what you're going to do as a player, as a coach, ever. Yeah, like it would have, it would be awesome for his resume, and I mean, he would have been a shoe in at some point uh, for it. But what? But, who needs a resume when you're getting thirty mil a year? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm actually complete with with Cam here. I think that both leagues can exist in peace, and uh, they should. And I hope that they do someday, honestly, because there's really good golfers on both side of things, and. If they can find a way instead of just like being so against the live tour, I don't know. And like Dusty said too, it's it's one way. It's like the live tour is not banning; they're not doing that kind of stuff. It's all the PGA. They're just all butthurt about things. And even listen, the PGA commissioner bitch about it. It was it was actually I almost puked during that episode just how biased it was, and they're playing like old. Big, big money, money, big money, big money, money bags. <laughs> yeah, money bags. Like, give me a break. Well, what else is it? You think they're actually going there for the golf? Reg, no. like, no, do you talk- think any of those guys are going there for golf? Okay, no. let's let I'll ask you Zero. the question that DJ no, so do you like yeah. golf or do you like money? Like, I, I, I don't know, that's why I'm I, not a fan of it. Yeah, okay, well, I if you're gonna told you, talk over me, it. then whatever. But I if would, you, I would take the money, like I said, I would if it was me. But that's not what it is. I'm not getting offered it. It's the sport I watch, and these guys are, I don't know, whatever. I wanted to actually talk about something that Brooks was talking about, not dive back into live. Well, let's hear it. Hey, then we're off live. Yeah, enough talking about it because I yeah. fucking hate live, and obviously you guys love it. So, uh, it just his quote was golf so crazy because when you have it, you feel like you're never gonna lose it. And when you don't have it, you feel like you're never going to get it. And that's so accurate, man. When you, when there's like a stretch of rounds when you're golfing, you honestly feel like you're never going to – I mean, I came on here last year. We could probably find the clip. I thought I was going to shoot no more than three over the whole year. Because I was like – I was under par for like five rounds in a row and I couldn't miss. And then all of a sudden you lose it. And then maybe you miss a men's night and then you got something on that weekend. Then it's two weeks or three weeks before you get to golf again. And then – you go back and it's just gone. And then you just can't find it again. It's it's such a crazy sport where, like they say, it's 90% mental. It's probably 99% mental, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. It is. Yeah, like uh, two episode two and four definitely showcase the mental aspects of it. Uh, first, you get Brooks. And then to, the flip side of Brooks is Scheffler. And then 
again, completely different from them is Joel. Like, we won't get into that episode, and that episode is fucking unreal. But uh, we won't get That's into that episode so far, too. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, uh, Brooks, like he said, like, I was kind of, I came up as the underdog. I was going against Spieth. I was going against Thomas. I didn't have the same talent. I didn't have the same opportunities they had. So I was the underdog. So he like that's what drove him was being the underdog until he got to the PGA Tour and he was the motherfucking man for mm-hmm. three years, right? So there there had to have been like that shift there where he was like, holy shit, like I'm here. Mm-hmm. Now what do I do? And yeah. like since then, it's been a complete fall off the face of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't no. know. And then, and then also, once you get up to that spot, like if if he would have been playing the way he is, let's let's go back a year. If he would have been playing the way he is right now, I'm saying like how he's playing last year, when he mm-hmm. what when he didn't win the U.S. Open back to back, and have all the success, nobody probably says anything. And there's no spotlight. There's no nothing. But then he got to the top, and then people expect him to be mm-hmm. there every week. And then you go through some struggles. And then people expect you to be on that level all the time. So then you're telling yourself you need to get back to that level where maybe you just need to take a few steps, maybe get yeah. back into the top 20, then top 10, then top five, and then go. But you start trying to, and I, I can relate on a very small level, like a very small level, but just men's night. People always say like, I thought you were a scratch golfer. Like, why are you shooting high seventies? Uh, and then you put that pressure on yourself that you have to do that every men's night. And he would have that pressure that he has to win every tournament. So you start trying to force. You have to start trying to force things. You know, and then he starts forcing it where he didn't have to before. He would just play his game, but now he's trying to prove to people that he is as good as he was. And then it's just a spiral. And then you get to the point where you don't know if you're ever gonna. It's a. It's golf so crazy mentally, man. And then and then he's in and then he's in absolute scramble mode. Like he's clawing at something. And mm-hmm. then it's Liv, right? So Liv's guaranteeing me all this money. So yes, he's yeah. going to go there. I completely understand that 100%, too. Yes, hundred percent. I get and that part of it as well. It seems like Brooks did a lot of that to himself, though, too. In uh, terms part, of partially. Well, no, because he, he won though too, and then he kind of started struggling. Right, but he got. But he just got the, the shit to be said about like. How yeah, he only tries in majors and all that kind of stuff, and then, which which is which is fine to say when you're winning majors, mm-hmm. but then a year later when you can't even compete in a P, like a normal event, you kind of look like a dipshit. But right, like we, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you go drums because I just want to round out by saying like, do you guys think more of Brooks or less of Brooks? And what about the Jenna parts of that show? No. So I was just quick. I was going to say like, um, yeah, he, he was only focused on the majors, but he grew up following Tiger Woods. What was Tiger Woods known for? What, what, like what was on Tiger Woods wall when he was growing up? It was Jack Nicholas's majors and to get to that. So it was the same thing that he was majors are what actually matters. Everybody else has said that throughout this documentary too, like JT uh, and Spieth. That's yeah. all they've, that's all that's the, the focus has been on the majors. So mm-hmm. shit on him to say that that's what matters the most. I always kind of go back to that and say, uh, like, does he, does he deserve that much shit for saying that too? I think that he said he didn't like golf. 
was yeah. the weird part, but he was on the PGA. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, the trophy right. wall with leaving them the green jacket there. I feel like you're just cursing yourself. Like, I mean, I, I get the part where you're like confident that you're going to win it and you're going to fill the rack, but it's just like more unnecessary pressure that you're putting on yourself. And it's one thing to do it at your house, but then to go on Netflix and talk about how, you know, yeah. you, that you cannot tell me that doesn't cross his mind when he's playing in the masters after that, or at a turn, you know what I mean? Like there's just no, nothing to gain there. It's just yeah. all ego. Yeah, I didn't even mind that that much. Like I said, I think he like, like he's all he was on this massive spiral. I think he still is in this spiral because he's already talked about how he's regretted coming, uh, going to and wishes that yeah. he never did. So, like I said, he was grasping at something. Live was the beacon of hope that he grabbed. Um, maybe that wall was like the vision board for himself. Like, okay, this is what I've already accomplished. Yeah. This is what's left to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. and that's I, fair. I, I, took it, also, I took it that way. You also don't go on on Netflix and talk about your vision board to the world, though. Yeah, but you are if they're in your house. Like, what are you going to do? And the guy asks you about like everything yeah. of your life is on on film. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> the whole time when he had yeah. the clips of him with blonde hair, that's got to be the biggest regret of his life. But, Tell me not. We should also talk about a few things going on in the chat right now because there's some good stuff. Chez, we were talking about uh, how Brooks needs to take it one step at a time. Chez says you can only climb a ladder one rung at a time. And Trev says can skip a few coming down, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity is undefeated. <laughs> um, so what? There, the, the Netflix crew was not afraid to... Uh, Put the lens on Jenna's butt there coming out of the pool. That's for sure. No. Like, would was she famous prior? Like, was she, what, what's her story? You know? She's a supermodel. She's a model. Makes sense. But I and, mean, uh, like, even she said, she said, like, when I first met him and when we first started dating, he was on top of the world winning all this stuff. Like, that's, I bet you that weighs on him too. Is like, if I'm a shitty golfer, is my wife still here? Or if I didn't have this money, would, I, would, would my wife still be here? Maybe that's why he clawed. I don't know. I think there's a ton on the mental side going on with Brooke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to understand Brooks. Is, uh, you know, like I said, I think that his personality, his persona, is kind of what the live guys were seeking out because they needed guys who were willing to – you know, stick their chest out a little bit and say, like, I don't mind doing this. Guys like Poltz, that kind of stuff. But I don't know that the timing was great for Kepka mm-hmm. because even though he hadn't won as much as of late, I still feel like he was still competing in events, not dominating them, but I still feel like he was in the mix and I still feel like he had stuff to prove there. Sure. And, he, and he's nowhere near the end of his career, I don't think. Do you think do you think the brother aspect played played a bit too? With Chase? Yeah. I don't know, because they're on the same team now, right? Right. Like if Liv would have been like, hey, come on over, we'll make sure your brother gets eight mil a year too. I don't know. Is it is that is he the younger brother or older? I don't know their history. Um 
what did uh like what did you what did you think did he gain traction lose traction in your mind me Brooks? yeah um i don't i honestly really used to like brooks when he first came onto the scene i remember um reggie and i saw his first win at the waste management back in what 2017 16 15 no earlier than that and that was kind of the first we'd really ever heard of him and so we i think that was his first one on tour and so we, we were kind of following him uh uh with dad and uh, mom and dad too and um i don't know i actually i used to like brooks and then it's, it's it was something you know where he said that he doesn't like golf and he thinks it's not a real sport and it just rubbed me the wrong way in a lot of ways. So I don't think he could have got much further down in my books. Um, but you, you have to, you have to, I guess, feel some sort of connection with him and, and where he's at right now and feel some sort of sympathy for him. Even, you know, he has a supermodel wife, he's living in this big mansion, but you, you know, that really means nothing when you're in a, in the headspace that he is right now. And that's a pretty tough spot to be. So, I mean, for him to be willing to talk about that on Netflix, I mean, I would say if anything, I gained a little bit of respect for him, but it was at an all-time low for me, so it would have been harder to go um, much lower. Poltz, on the other hand, though, I, you guys were talking about him. I thought that Poltz, uh, my my liking of Poltz went up for sure after watching that episode of, of him and his family. And uh, and the blow up too. I don't. I can't believe you thought that that was fake drums. Like he was mad. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think the throw was fucking fake. <laughs> I don't know. What does the chat think? Was that anybody else think that was? Uh, he he did that for the cameras. Like I I'm a rager, you know that. That didn't seem like a rage to me. No. No, not at all. Where are you guys at in the uh, series right now? Have you finished them all? Uh, finished four. Reggie? Uh, whichever Fitzpatrick is, I finished that last night. Did you? That's five. Yeah. Who's six then? Oh, that's Tony. That's where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> I actually love Fitzpatrick now, but we'll get to that too. I said I'm not a big binge watcher, and uh, I'm ahead of you guys in the the race to finish the full swing. Well, I keep getting shit because Liz wanted to watch it with me, but she's at a, in, in bed asleep by nine o'clock every night, and I gotta hammer through these for the pod, so I gotta go rogue. <laughs> for the yeah, pod. I, haven't, I haven't watched them alone too. <laughs> Um, so Trev says, I've heard for a bunch of the lesser known guys, presumably Chase being one of them, the money wasn't a signing bonus. It was a, an advance against their tournament earnings. What does that mean? Like, if they I guess win. if they signed on for, for three years, I guess, I guess they would, they, their signing bonus was like the men for that number of events. So if they, whatever they make, they had to pay some of that back. I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's an advance against tournament earnings. So if you win, if you say you sign for twenty million, and then you get twenty million, and say you win twenty million in the first four tournaments, you don't actually get any of that. Would it be the whole thing? I think I don't it know. was. Who knows? That's that's kind of crazy though. But I mean, you're still getting to keep it regardless. 
But if you don't win, do you have to pay it back? That's the question. No, you just lose lose one finger per month, probably. <laughs> right, like Trevor says. So, like, yeah. they have to hit a nut. Yeah, that makes to sense. To get over it. Otherwise, guys would just sign it and then just quit golf, basically. Like, not quit, but just quit practicing and quit doing anything to do with golf. True. Yeah, especially some of those guys who aren't used to that money. Which is basically what they did when they went over that tour. But anyways. Um... <laughs> but, uh... um, I guess we didn't talk much about Scotty. Like, again, it Brooks was the focus of that episode. For sure. Oh, yeah, right, um, right, right, right. Forgot about Scotty. Scotty. Scotty did win a major there. Nuts. His rise to fame was so fast, man. Like, you actually, like, when I was watching, I, I completely forgot about how fast it all happened. In, like, like, three months. <laughs> and he's, he's what, 25? Like, he looks like he's 47. Of course, he's married already. Yeah. Who's in, uh, who's in Poltz's episode with him? Uh, just pull some of the live stuff, right? Oh yeah, okay. The live story. Um, yeah. I personally I like Scotty Scheffler a lot more after watching that episode, and they probably didn't do enough coverage of him. Uh, maybe just because he's kind of a boring guy without a whole lot of uh, antics going on. But yeah, I gained a lot of respect for Scotty Scheffler after watching that. I kind of th- used to think he was a dork, mm-hmm. but. I, that changed. My mind changed on him. And uh, there's a few guys like that. Even Matty Fitzpatrick. It seems like all these guys, Joel Damon too. I thought he was just a dweeb. But after hearing their stories, like that's why I love these Netflix specials. And even for guys who follow golf so closely, we don't, I never heard of this stuff. Some of the stuff that uh, I've already learned on Netflix. So I would say that's a good thing for the series for sure. If you can get guys who watch golf and follow golf to, Learn something new in an episode. I think that's a success. Made a big mistake, uh, in my opinion, putting that JT speech one out first. How come? So I, I think it's been the worst episode of all of them. So if somebody, a non-golf fan, was watching that first episode, yeah. I, I don't know if they continue. Honestly, you're probably right. Um, I don't know. Like, is I did watch like the first two episodes with List. And after the first one, she's like, oh, okay. I'm, now I'm pissed that I can't binge this. And I was oh, like, really? Because that, that was, I think, pretty pretty renownedly known as the worst episode. And she's like, oh, cool. But she was like in from uh, from the first episode. And that, again, might just be because we know so much about it. Yeah. And we know so much even about the year and what they're going to cover. Yeah, true. <clears throat> um. Well, we should start wrapping stuff up here. We're at an hour 20. Uh, do you guys have apps for, do you have segments tonight? I have one, but we probably shouldn't. We, I'll just save it for next week. No, one quick fair. one on Pulse. How about yeah, he was plus, he was plus four handicap when he turned pro. PGA Tour. He was what? That's he it. was a plus four handicap. Plus one? Plus four. Plus four. What, no, what sorry, like a four handicap. Four handicap. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Really? That was pre-Tiger. Bolt? Yeah. No, that would have been after. They're about They're the same age, I guess. Well, Bolt is 45, so yeah, they're close the same. 
But yeah, like it's crazy. Pulse was never like the most talented guy. Like he was just kind of that personality and he just played that his entire career in life and made a sick living and sick uh I guess legacy to this point or to the live point. And he's never lost a Ryder Cup match. Nuts. That is, that is actually nuts. And then and then they, they made sure to highlight that uh in a match play event against the PGA he got absolutely dummied by all of them. Oh yeah. Who did he get shit kicked by? Was it Fitzy? Yeah. Fitz Fitzlog smoked Fitz, him off a hop Fitz and then shoved him too. Beat down on him. Yeah, that's when the club toss came out. Have to love that. I love seeing that. But Pulse, yeah, he grew out in my mind on that episode. I still don't like him, but I like him more. He's done sure. he's done too many bad things for me in his life just to let one half hour episode on him change everything, but I did <laughs> I did gain some respect for him watching that. They were pretty hard on his outfits throughout the whole thing, just like nonstop. Like, man, I thought uh, that I wanted to bring that up. Imagine having what he has in your house, like that closet when he's packing. Oh my god, all those clothes, man! It's so sweet. I was Unreal. so jealous, man. Like, that's like a golfer's dream like hold that, that is one thing that i would lean in on if i was rich is i would have like a closet where like i wear every single item in there they all fit me perfectly they all look damn good and the rest of them as soon as they don't they're gone and i'm restocking it 100 mm-hmm. percent for sure is is sergio in this series or not i don't believe Hopefully so. not I really hope not. Yeah, I don't like surgery either. Yeah, and I used to at, at some point. Um, Reggie, hit us with the stroke saver tonight because, as mentioned on last episode, we have been uh, accumulating these. I, I kind of took a little break from it because there was a lot to try to do, but uh, I'll be back at it. I've been putting Reggie's stroke savers on a little app called the Fountain app, which is very comparable to your normal Spotify um, podcast apps except it has some cool features. You can earn Bitcoin while you listen and you can take clips of the podcasts and put them into a playlist, which we've been doing. So I'm actually going to put the link. If somebody's listening to this right now, I'm going to leave a link to the Fountain app to get registered. And then all you have to do is search Kingdom Reggie, I think, right? Just Kingdom. Just Kingdom. So through there, you'll be able to watch or listen to the Kingdom earn some free sats and you can check out the playlists. If you want some refreshers on some of Reggie's uh, stroke savers that he's done through the years, those will continue to be uploaded. So Reggie, what's up tonight? Uh, I, it's another one of those uh, mental things. Um, oh, sorry. Before you, before you go forward, um, we were talking the other day and you said you were reading um one of my favorite books, which is uh, "Ego Is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. What so do, I haven't what, started uh, that. I yeah. haven't started this uh, Four Foundations yet because I want to finish that one. I, I'm I have about half the book left. Would you recommend to uh, people? I've been reading it for like three years, but I'm back into it now. <laughs> I I really like it though. I I I honestly, if I liked reading, I'd be finished it in a day. It takes a lot for me. 
like I'm so ADD that it takes like the right time for me to read like four chapters at once. And then, yeah, I I can never just sit still and read. I have a really tough time doing it. I've, I've gotten a lot better in the last month, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. It's, it's tough, but it is a very good book. It's lots of, uh, lots of mental things, lots of cool things. And not golf specific either, right? Not even close, no. Like that was uh, one of the books I think that Rory talked about. That was kind of when Rory was struggling and he got, uh, he he put a lot of emphasis on the stoicism stuff. And it, that's what that book is, is Ego is the Enemy. It's talking about stoicism. Ryan Holiday has three or four books kind of talking about the same stuff. But Ego is the Enemy is the best of the uh, the bunch, I think. So, sorry, Reggie, keep going. No, it's just, uh, oh, I, uh, you know what, I'm going to save this for next week. Um, my stroke saver this week, it's, it's not really a stroke saver, but, um, I, I bought the, uh, I've talked about doing it on here before. I finally bought the membership for, uh, fit for golf. Ugh. It's at, uh, Ryan Carroll on Twitter. And I, is it Ryan Carroll? Mike Carroll, Mike Carroll. Uh, so I finally bought it. I had to pay 20, 20 bucks for the month. So I'm committed to doing it i did one yesterday and one today um i i it's workouts right like guided workouts or what what is it yeah it's guided workouts but it's strictly golf related which really has my interest like it's it's usually it's just like the same old kind of workouts like you do squats you do push-ups you do this Mm -hmm. this is actually like really cool like torso rotations and stuff like that with weights and it's I, i'm really into it it's been two days and i i honestly can't wait to see to see what's on it tomorrow so um it seems like it's a lot of free-for-all like you kind of have to go through it yourself and uh i thought it'd be more guided uh, guided but it really isn't but it's got a place for a fitbit and it's got stuff like that where you could track all your meals and stuff on there too i haven't dove too deep into that yet but i i think it's gonna be really cool um, so I'm on day two of that. Yeah. Just nice to be exercising again. And there's lots of cool little things that I could tell are going to help with golf as far as movement and rotations and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Is it an app? Yeah. And what's the cost of it? It's 20 bucks a month. And you'll tweet about it or you, you're pretty back and forth with them all the time on Twitter, aren't you? Well, I usually just ask them how to get signed up for it. <laughs> And, and what the discount code is it. i finally went through it we should uh you should reach out to him see if he has discount code see if we can offer anybody anything on the uh, podcast no i tweeted uh, because in in order to uh follow each other or in order to message you have to be following each other on twitter right. for certain people so i have to tweet at him because you can't just direct message because he's right. not following us and i think he's too big to come on our podcast he's got like a lot of yeah um also remember we tried that before welcome yeah we had uh yeah mark cx yeah mark Corbin. yes he, yeah he was good shit. yeah well that's good reggie uh you'll have to give us a weekly workout report of uh anything we could be working on i would like to check that out um do you need like a lot of weights or not no i don't have a whole lot can but you maybe. share the password I don't know. It's, <laughs> I probably could, honestly. You could probably just use mine. 
It'll be like Netflix where you only can have four people watching at one time. For now. <laughs> He'll be like these He's like, these King Golf guys are crooked, man. They're all using it, I can see. <laughs> okay, so yeah. It's not really a stroke saver, but it's really cool. I think it will help save strokes in the future here. Maybe yeah. that's, his big thing is adding distance, too, which is sweet. So We'll have to have a long drop contest. Maybe I'll be bombing it. Who knows? Too soon to say. Do you want to have a long drive contest this summer? Sure. I don't think we ever have, have we? Me and you? Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't been that close since the last few years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're not wrong. I've, I mean, it's no, but it, it never used to be. But it's definitely you probably hit it farther than me now. It's pretty. Uh, it's not that hard to beat a 50 yard snap hook into the trees. <laughs> so hey, that's my go to. Yeah, that's what mine was too. Drums, you're gonna have to start hitting the fade. It's a big thing. It's a trend on the PGA Tour. Well, that was very clear. Uh, this week. Yeah, it's good to see. They must have been watching the kingdom for the last couple of years. That's it. That's the key. Um, let's start wrapping up here. We're at a buck 30 here, and that's way too long. Although, I mean, it, there's lots of uh, chit-chat in the, in the house tonight. Reggie, I know you uh, had a couple minutes when you felt like you were in an island, but I do respect you for taking a stand on something. It's not easy to go against the grain, even though I don't think it's the grain, because I think that there's a lot of people outside of these three people on the screen who would be heavily on your side of this, but it still takes a lot of uh, balls to stand up for yourself. And so I respect that about you. And I just wish you would open your mind a little bit about it. That's it. Whether you do or not, I don't care, but I just wish you would. That That's my only hope for all this. So you um, too. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if everything else didn't happen in the world in the last two years that happened and then this was kind of a follow-up for you to go against it, I don't know how big of a support you would be on it. You two both idiots, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Tough to say. It is kind way, of a, oh, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, uh, <laughs> it takes a lot of balls to uh, stand up to two yeah. bulky quite, guys quite. like Drums and I. So, uh yeah, Dickie's on my team. Maybe we'll get Dickie and have a four-way episode and talk about it. Because I need—I feel like everything I say, I'm just up against the wall against you two guys. Yeah, so. and that's fair. Tough spot to be. I've been there before in a lot of subjects, so I feel your pain. Drums, take us out of here. Uh, thanks, everybody, once again in the chat. Great to have you here tonight. Thanks for spending the Wednesday with us. Take us away, Drummy. Absolutely. What, uh, what's the plan for next week? Are we going to do – how many episodes should we do? Three? Um, what did we do two and three tonight let's do four and five we should probably do five four five six because we don't have genesis or tiger to talk about so yeah true true true, true. yeah um so everybody if you are four, five, not six caught up with us or if you're past uh, us uh that's what we're going to be five. covering next week i believe <laughs> we said that i'm done five right yeah i was just thinking like i'm not gonna have any time to watch it from like now till like next a week yeah i'm really honestly i'm gone all weekend and i'm busy tomorrow night but all i right. only have one episode well, so i'll be able to pull it off we'll uh we'll maybe talk about some things or not next week we'll see thanks to everybody for joining us again this week though uh we will see you next week same place as always love you boys
Later. Love you, fellas. See you, boys. See you next week. <clears throat>